0: Welcome to Crosspoint this morning, and happy Father's Day. <clears throat> Our pastor, Bruce Garner, is out of town on vacation, and so I'm filling in, and I'd like to invite your attention to the book of Romans. If you have your Bible, if you uh, don't have a Bible, there's probably one there in the Under the seat in front of you, I'd like for you to follow uh, some scripture that we'll be talking about this morning. I got a question for you. Uh, What's out of control in your life? Is it your temper? A wife said, my husband is temperamental. 90% temper and 10% mental. (laughs) So what's out of control in your life? Is it spending? A bumper sticker said, if you don't think money can buy happiness, you just don't know where to shop. (laughs) So what's out of control in your life? Is it eating? I think we'll skip that one. Is it moods? Uh, is it drinking? Uh, is it sexual desires? Is it lying? Is it procrastination? Uh, one of these days, I'm a gonna. Is it a bad habit? Is it pride? How do you get rid of the, the hang-ups, uh, the bad habits, Uh, The sin that messes up our life. Well, first I think we have to see what the problem is. There in Romans chapter 7 and verse number 15. Notice with me there in your Bible as I read. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want. But not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want. But the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. So the things, Paul says, that I don't want to do is what I end up doing. The things that I want to do, I don't do. I don't want to do what's wrong, but I do it. It's kind of like the cowboy that got saved, and he said, it's like two horses are trying to pull me in different directions. And somebody asked, well, which one wins? The one I say giddy up to. The truth is, there's a civil war going on within us. Part of us wants to do right, part of us wants to do wrong. This is the reason that Jesus told us in Mark chapter 14 and verse 38. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Did you ever start a new habit or broke an old habit? And then before long, you were right back where you started. You really hadn't changed for the long run. You'd like to change, but it's hard. It's like New Year's resolutions. I've made lots of them. Anybody else made New Year's resolutions? I never got to February with any of mine. <laughs> why don't New Year's resolutions work? Why? Why doesn't uh, good intentions? Why aren't good intentions good enough? Why do I promise? I'll never lose my temper again. Well, our own behavior baffles us, doesn't it? It confuses us. Paul says, why don't I do what I know I should? Why do I do the things I know I shouldn't? And it becomes frustrating. I desire to do right. But I don't have the power to carry through. It's like a diet. I've started some diet. I have good intentions. But then when I start a diet, all I can think about is food. (laughs) And I lose. (laughs) By, By lunchtime, I'm already off the diet. Uh, I've decided the best balanced diet is an in and out booger in each, each hand. <laughs> I have the motivation, but I don't have the ter- determination. I have the desire, but I don't have the power. It's like self-help books. They tell you what to do and what not to do, but they don't give you the power to carry through and do that. I sometimes feel like I'm uh, a squirrel in a squirrel cage, going around and around. I say, Lord, I I sinned. I'm I'm wrong. Please forgive me, and God forgives me. And then, Lord, here I am again. I need forgiveness for that same sin. We stumble, we get up, we stumble again. It can be discouraging. It could be defeating. Look at, look at the Apostle Paul again there in verse 18. Romans chapter 7 and verse 18. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what's right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it's no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members Another law waging war against the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of death? Paul says, I can't change. I aim at the stars, but I hit the dust. I make promises to God. I make promises to myself, but I break them. I promise God I'll never do that again, and and I do it again. Have you ever felt that way? Anybody? If you feel that way, there's good news for you. God makes us a promise. In John chapter 8, in verse 32, God says, And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The secret to personal change is not willpower. That's the reason that fat farms and pills and resolutions and willpower doesn't work. The truth will set you free, God says. How can the truth set you free from bad habits. The way you think determines the way you feel. The way you feel determines the way you act. So if I'm acting depressed, it's because I'm feeling depressed. If I'm feeling depressed, it's because I'm thinking depressing thoughts. And what God tells us is we have to change our way of thinking. The book of Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7 put it this way. It says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. A bad belief causes bad behavior. Everything in our life is based on our belief. To change our actions, we have to change our belief. We must have the truth and believe it and act upon it. Behind every self-defeating behavior is a lie, a false belief. If I'm uh, accepting uh, something that's not true about myself or about God, about the past, about the future, it's going to mess up my life. So what do I do? Well, the first thing is we have to acknowledge the problem. In the book of Jeremiah, in the Old Testament, chapter 17 and verse 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked or desperately sick. And who can understand it? Who can know it? In our heart, our heart is Deceitful and desperately wicked. You see, sin is not just drugs or drinking or adultery. Sin is the result also of what's inside us. The root of our problem is the attitude. I'm in charge. I don't need God. First John chapter one and verse eight says, "If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth's not in us." God's word says, If we tell ourselves, we're okay, I got this. Then we're deceiving ourselves, and the truth's not in us. We make things worse. If we don't realize that we have a problem. Nobody else may not know. About what's in your heart. But God does. And so we have to acknowledge the root problem is the sin that's in our heart. There in Romans chapter 7 in verse 17 notice again and and also the same phrase in, is in verse 20 and 23 it's the phrase sin dwells within me notice verse 17 so now it is no longer i that do it but sin that dwells within me verse 20 now if i do what i do not want it's no longer i that do it but sin that dwells in me. Verse 23, notice. But I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. So God is saying, to stop defeating myself, I have to stop deceiving myself. I have to acknowledge my problem. AA or Alcoholics Anonymous, in their doctrine or whatever you want to call it, they say this and I quote, I am powerless to change my situation. My life has become unmanageable. I need God. So many times we have to hit the bottom before we'll admit that we've got a problem. Psychologists say that people wait too long to get help for their problem. They won't acknowledge their problem. The wife has to come and say to her husband, I've had it. I'm finished. I'm done. I'm not taking it any longer and leave. And then the husband says, what can I do? Not much at that point. It's too late. And so God is saying, while we have the opportunity, realize that we have a problem. In John chapter 8 and verse 34, Jesus answered and said, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. Whatever sin that you refuse to admit enslaves you. If you won't admit that you have a problem, you have a bigger problem than you think. And so we feel powerless to change. If we feel powerless to change, you know what? There's hope for us. How do we change? In the book of Romans, chapter 7 and verse 24, notice, after Paul Goes through all of that saying, I don't do what I want to do, what I should do. I do the things I shouldn't do. In verse 24, he says, Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of death? Thanks thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself, sow the law of God with my mind, But with the flesh, I serve the law of sin. He said, thanks be God through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is a person. And a person is the answer for the power to defeat sin in our life. That person, Jesus Christ, can give you all the power that you need. He has all the power in the world. And this is the reason he, he encouraged us to pray in Matthew six thirteen, He said, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us to, uh, from evil. Christ wants us uh, to help us with our hangups and with our bad habits. There was a guy that moved to America from the Far East, and he wrote this. I walked through the road of life and fell in a great, deep ditch of sin. Muhammad came along and said, you're not really in that ditch. You just think you are. Buddha came along and said, there are seven steps by which you can get out of the ditch, climb and struggle, and you'll come out. I struggled, but I couldn't get out. One day Jesus Christ came by and saw my hopeless condition. Without a word of advice, he stripped himself of his royal robes, got down in the ditch and muck of sin, and lifted me out of the ditch. Thank God what I could not do for myself, Jesus Christ did for me. Look there in Romans chapter 8 and verse number 2. For the law of the spirit of life has made me free in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ, through his spirit in your life, can make you free from the law of sin and death. Verse 3. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. Now, the Bible talks about the law, as the commandments. The commandments are good and right and holy. But the commandments have no power to keep you from doing wrong. All the commandments can do is show you what is right and then condemn you if you're wrong. The commandments has no power to help you to obey them. This is what verse 3 is is saying. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh. The flesh is talking about our old sinful nature. Romans chapter 5 describes in verse number 12 that God created Adam and Eve innocent. There was no sin in them. But he told them, do not disobey me because the day you do, You'll die spiritually. Adam and Eve sinned. They didn't die physically that day. They lived many years after that and had children. But the very day they disobeyed God, they died spiritually. It's that spiritual death, that sinful old nature that we have that fights against us obeying the laws of God. And so verse 3, "...for God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, He condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, But according to the Spirit, you walk in fellowship with with God, you run to Jesus, you cry out to Him, God, I'm not strong enough to uh, defeat this temptation. Help me. And He does every time that we sincerely ask. He is the way out. It's like if you go out in your yard and there's a dead bird laying on the lawn. You pick that dead bird up and you toss it up in the air and you say, fly, clunk. If you were to tell that dead bird now, you need to turn over a new leaf. You need to uh, make some improvements. He still wouldn't be able to fly. He needs life. He needs power in his wings, doesn't he? The truth can make you free. John chapter 14 and verse 6 says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Jesus Christ is that truth. You go to him, and he gives you life, forgiveness, forgiveness comes into your life, and gives you the help you need. So what we need to do is commit everything to Him. The good, the bad, the ugly, the hurts, the hang-ups, the habits. Truth is, we've tried everything and nothing worked. 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. Christ has come into your life if you've trusted him as your Lord and Savior. In the book of Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, it puts it this way, The wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. A magazine article in Time Magazine some time back. They had an article that was called, Who is Jesus? And someone responded and they published the uh, response in a letter to the editor. Uh, Mike Mendel said, I was a farmer, alcoholic, and adulterer, free. I'm sorry, I was a farmer, alcoholic, and adulterer, set free from the power of sin by the living Christ. Who cares what higher critics say when Jesus Christ has transformed my life? In Second Corinthians chapter three and verse seventeen it says. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and the Spirit of the Lord is freedom. Over in the book of 1 John chapter 1, it talks about God is light, or He is holiness, righteousness. And it says in verse 7, if we walk in the light as He is in the light. We have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. We can walk with Christ in righteousness, but then the next verse says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth's not in us, but if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. God has the power to forgive and cleanse and give us the power to walk with Him. We need to run to Him completely depending upon Him. If I depend on myself, I, I run into frustration. In the book of Galatians, chapter 5 and verse 19 through 25 it describes the different choices we can can, uh, choose a, a sinful lifestyle or we can choose to let the Holy Spirit of God have control in our life and if we do the Spirit of God will produce Seven, uh, nine fruit in our life. Love, and joy, and peace, and patience, and goodness, and gentleness, and self-control. When you come to Christ, he doesn't uh, make you some kind of a fanatic. He gives you self-control. And the ability, the power to... And the love to build solid, firm relationships. So we go along and we trust the Lord. And we have victory over sin. And all of a sudden, <laughs> we stumble again. I uh, sometimes am shocked by the th- a thought or an imagination that I have. And I think, where did that come from? I thought I had grown past that. The truth is, we don't grow, our old sinful nature that we were born with, that we got from Adam, it didn't get saved. You can't reform it. You can't transform it. You can't make it turn over a new leaf. It's sinful and it always will be. The the law, the commandments can't give you the power to change that old sinful nature. But Jesus Christ could give you victory over Satan and temptation and the old sinful desires that you have. Go to him. Abide with him. And you'll have victory in your life. Would you bow your heads with me? The Bible tells us that we're not debtors to the desires of the flesh that we are to serve and love Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, I pray for those that are here today that have never opened their heart to Christ, given Christ their life, received Christ as their Savior, that you'd give them grace to do that this morning. If you're here this morning and you've never opened your heart to Jesus Christ and repented of your sins and given him your life, then would you do that right now? With all your heart, just pray a simple prayer, something like, God, I'm a sinner. I need forgiveness. Jesus Christ, I know you died for me and rose from the dead. Come into my heart. Change me. Save me. You know what? God makes you a promise. If you'll do that, he will come into your life. You'll be born again of his spirit. And his spirit in you, Jesus Christ, will give you the victory as you depend on Him, as you ask Him, He's never failed. So you that are Christians that know Christ is your Savior, if you're frustrated and you failed and you feel like you're in that squirrel cage and you're going round and round, God forgive me. Then tomorrow you fail again and God now here I am again would you forgive me again would you just turn it all over to him put your faith in him completely ask him for his help every moment that you need it stay away from temptation just Say, Lord, I'm going to walk with you. Help me to do that. Stay in his word, and God will give you that victory. Lord, please take your word and use it in our hearts and lives. We pray in Jesus' name.